Dear listener, we hope that you've been enjoying the variety of podcasts that we have on our network. Now is your opportunity to help us by telling us a little more about you. Please visit jcastnetwork.org survey and complete our listener survey so that we can learn more about you and your listening habits. Again, please visit jcastnetwork.org survey. Thanks so much. You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit mikeknopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. As the father of two young children, who some of you know, <laughs> uh, I think often about the question, what's the most important thing that I can teach them? If they walk away from being my children with one lesson, with one message, what's the most important thing that I want them to know? I suspect that many of you who are parents have at one point or another thought about that question. And those of you who are children of parents may have, may have reflected on the question of what's the most important thing my parents taught me. Or you might reflect on the question of when I have kids of my own, what's the most important thing I can teach them. Our Torah portion this week has something to say about this question. It gives us at least an answer to what it sees as the most important lesson that we can teach our children. So it comes up in the context of the message that Moses gives the people of Israel uh, as they are about to leave Egypt. This is God speaking, of course, through Moses, but it's the lesson Moses gives the people of Israel as they're about to leave Egypt. And in three different places in our Torah portion... Moses tells the people, as they're about to leave, a version of this answer. This is done on account of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. And again, With a mighty hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of bondage. Three times. Once in chapter 12, twice in chapter 13. Moses speaks to the people and says, eventually your children are going to ask you, why are you performing this ritual that commemorates the exodus from Egypt? And the answer that you give them is because this is what God did for me when I left Egypt. This is how God took us out of Egypt. In other words, the most important lesson, the most important message, in the most important holiday, and in the most important ritual, commemorating that most important holiday, the Passover Seder, at the heart of it is an educational moment for our children. It's designed, the Passover Seder, to be a pedagogic tool 
to answer the questions of our children, encapsulated, if you remember the course of the Seder, by the scene of the four children. That's actually what I was reading from here. The scene of the four children, where each of those verses, there are three in our Torah portion and one other in the book of Deuteronomy that recapitulates our Torah portion. Four instances in which children ask, if you look at the language of the questions that the four children ask, I'm not the first person probably to point out to you that the questions are virtually identical to each other. They're basically the same question. What are we doing here? They have minor differences, which is how the rabbis pick out that there may be four different kinds of children, four different kinds of learners who are asking this question. But ultimately, it's the same question. What are we doing here, and why are we doing it? And the answer is also virtually identical, at least in content, if not in approach. So the answer is the same for each child, but you give the answer in a slightly different way to each child, depending on the child's motivations in asking the question or intellectual ability to understand the answer. But the answer is essentially the same, and the answer is because God took us out of Egypt. What is the meaning of that answer? What is it that is this most important lesson that we're teaching our children in the most important ritual of the most important holiday? The lesson is the message of the Exodus, the reason for the 10 plagues, the reason for the Exodus in the first place, all of it, the educational message of the Exodus is that the pharaohs of the world are not the ultimate authority. They are not in charge. God is in charge. God is the ultimate authority. I asked my daughter today, I said, uh, Lila, who's in charge? And she said, Ima's in charge. And I said, okay, good. Very good answer. Okay. Who's in charge of Ima? And she said, God. I said, okay, we've succeeded here. Now, it, it sometimes backfires because sometimes Ima will say something and Lila will say, but Hashem told me to do this other thing, right? So sometimes it backfires. And I'll say, okay, show me, tell me where God, Hashem told you to do that thing. And then it's sort of, you know, I, I win the lawyering argument there against a, against a four-year-old, which is actually not an easy thing to do, I can tell you. Um, but the message of our tradition is that no human authority supersedes the authority of God. We're told to honor our parents in the Ten Commandments. Fifth Commandment, Kaved et avicha ve'etimecha. But the First Commandment, Anochi Adonai Elohecha asher hotzeiticha me'eretz mitzrayim mi'beit avadim. I am the Lord your God who took you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Don't have any other gods before me. So we honor our parents, but Jewish law is clear about this. We honor our parents only to the extent that honoring our parents does not conflict with our primary obligation, our obligation to God. 
And our tradition has in many places a responsibility to follow the laws of the land and the place that you live. Dina de Mahuta Dina. The law of the state, the law of the land is the law. Except in instances where the law of the state would force one to contradict the laws of the Torah, the laws of God. And in those cases, one is duty-bound to disobey the laws of the state, the laws of the ruler. Because the primary message, the primary lesson that we take from the Exodus, the thing that is most important according to our Torah portion this week that we are supposed to teach our children is that God took us out of Egypt. That God overturned pharaohs. And God continues to overturn pharaohs. And God will continue to overturn pharaohs. And so ultimately our allegiance is due to God who is supreme. Now that might sound like the kind of sermon that you would expect a rabbi to give, very nice, obey God, that's wonderful, blah, blah, blah. I actually think that there is a profound moral message encapsulated in that teaching. Because it's not only that we should pay homage to God, that we should be subservient to God alone and to no other authority. Of course, that is true. Our tradition says, ki avadaihem velo avadim la avadim that we are meant to be God's servants and not the servants of servants. But there's a moral message contained here. Because who is the God that our Torah portion this week and that the rest of the Torah says we ought to owe our primary allegiance to? It is a God of liberation a God that overturned an oppressive regime in order to liberate the enslaved, to free the bound, to uplift the degraded. And so to serve God above any other master is to be on the side of that God's justice, to be on the side of the marginalized and the vulnerable and the oppressed and the enslaved, and to champion any action that uplifts those who are degraded, that frees those who are bound, that redeems those who are vulnerable, and to oppose any action that keeps the marginalized marginalized, that keeps the vulnerable in fear, that keeps the oppressed in chains. Owing allegiance to God supreme means standing on God's side no matter how hard or trying the circumstances or how powerful the authority telling us to do otherwise. And it also means, I think, one other thing. And this was an insight or a way of framing it that I took from the most recent version of the TV miniseries Roots. I don't know how many of you saw this. It came out, I think, uh, last year. I didn't see the original one. I know that's a cinematic faux pas that I, that I have, but I never saw the original one. I saw this one, though. There's this incredible recurring scene of blessing children when they're being born and doing it in front of an open expanse of sky and saying to this baby, Behold, the only thing more powerful than you. 
That, I think, is also the message encapsulated in this most important lesson that we are meant to teach our children. On one side of the coin, it means to what we owe our ultimate allegiance and what we're called to do in this world. And on the other side of the coin, it indicates the power that we have to fulfill that moral imperative. That, in fact, nothing and no one is more powerful than me. Nothing and no one is more powerful than you. The only power that matters in our cosmos is the power of God. And so we need not fear any other power. We ought not heed any other power. And we have the capacity to advance God's agenda, even in the face of obstacles and opposition, because the only thing and the only one more powerful than each and every one of us is God alone. And so when we encounter each and every year the four sons, the four children at the Passover Seder, we are reminded of the two sides of that coin, of to whom we owe our allegiance, why, and what that requires, and how much power we have to follow the directives of that supreme authority. It's what the Torah means when it says, This is what you should tell your children. This is the kind of child I am asking you to raise. And it's what the Torah means when it says in the Shema, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad, Hero Israel, the Lord is our God. There is one God, the Lord alone. V'shinantam levanecha v'dibartabam. And you should teach that to your children and speak of it. Let it be poetry on your lips and a constant message to your children that they have extraordinary power and ultimate allegiance for the justice of God's world, for the liberation of the oppressed, and for the protection of the vulnerable and marginalized. For God is always on their side. Shabbat Shalom.